I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I had this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The Soul Path of Awakening. Understand what living awake is. Oh my God! Living awake, everyone! What is it? Well, it does require some patience, aligning (laughs) to the soul. Heart attunement. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It's really great to connect with all of you. If you're new to this podcast, I'm Michelle. Michelle Mache. This is Awakenings with Michelle Mache. If you didn't know, and our amazing uh, soul lights uh, that help to create this community, and those that are um, not just in the sacred space of empowerment room, but also help to found the chat room, also known as the sacred space of empowerment. I love that. Sacred space of empowerment. Think about that. Take that in. All right. If you're new to this podcast, again, welcome. You can listen by phone, uh, by calling in 347-539-5122 if you happen to be listening by computer. If you have a question, a comment, or you want a reading, Press one three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on the keypad if you want to talk. And if you want to listen in the chat, that's great. If you want to ask questions in the chat, you can do so as well. I really, really, really want to thank all of you that have left five stars on Apple Podcasts and. Beautiful appreciation comments. Thank you so much. That fuels me. Um, That really inspires me and encourages me when I have my down days, my difficult days, uh, like this morning, having to do a lot of stuff last minute. Um, So it does mean a lot. So um, I also want to thank those of you that are recently subscribed to Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube. It really helps, really trying to connect um, get a, a foundation to then connect with some other people and have a, diff- a bigger community. So if you haven't done so yet, it will really touch my heart if you would subscribe to Awakenings with Michelle Mache on YouTube and also Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube also. That would be so appreciated. And if you haven't yet, and especially if you've been listening for a long time, Many of you have been listening for many, many years, and I know it's a pain in the arse. I know. But if you could go to Apple Podcasts or other, there's other podcast platforms that you can uh, rate and review and give a five stars. Um, If you can review it, that's great too, but if not, just hit that five stars, and um, that will be um, so appreciated. 
What else? What else? Uh, also, Patreon. Connect with me. If you want advanced metaphysics, if you want advanced metaphysics, advanced spiritualism, um, I've seen a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, my God, I want – I'm really wanting to reach more people. Um, I kind of went into a lot of private practice with what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on, if you can hear that in the background, my neighbor outside. Um, I, did used to, I did do a lot of retreats and groups in the mid to end of 1990s and 2000. And... Yeah, mid-2000 and, you know, taught a lot. And then I went more into private practice. And now I'm coming back out again with what I've known, what I've learned, what I know now. And um, I want to share more. I want to get the information out more so that people can adjust and have the information to make the decisions and and the predictions and the visions I received, like in 2017, I had those visions about the pandemic and all that was going on that ended up happening, where it came from, what to do. And so I want to provide that all on a broader level. Like um, in 2019, I was telling my clients, you need to have an online component. You won't be able to work for a while or as much. In person, there is something coming that you're not going to be able. And the guides were really, you know, urging people to try to help them prepare. So I want to be able to do that on a broader level, whether it's, you know, stock market, Berlin Wall coming down. I mean, I'm just looking at a lot of the predictions, and I'm starting to put them together. Uh, thank you, Lori Bregman, for telling me I should do that. By the way, because what happened was, the other day, because I, I watched some of the, my pick-a-card, well, some of them for me because there's always good information, but when I upload to make sure the timestamps are, you know, accurate, and, of course, I'm multitasking as I do quite a bit, and I had just looked at the full moon, Pisces full moon, the blue moon, super moon uh, pick-a-card, which has two parts to it, and there's a full moon ritual, so if you haven't viewed that, and tuned into that, I would suggest right now or after this podcast, um, go to Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube and watch that, and you can do the full moon ritual. Uh, there's a full moon meditation, a full moon ritual, and that's part A, and part B is on Patreon, but anybody can watch it. You just have to, um, there's a little little fee, uh, but you get a lot of other information and soul support and soul insights and guidance and meditation and, uh, you know, it's basically an esoteric studies and advanced metaphysics and spiritualism. So you get a lot of, a lot of goodies, a lot of content. Uh, anyway, so I did the timestamps and I was doing something else. I don't know if I was uploading something. I think I was editing another video. And all of a sudden, I guess it went to the next video, Right. I was watching it on it was on my t- TV and all of a sudden I hear oh my god there's my alarm look at that true mercury retrograde right now and all of a sudden I hear my voice in the background which I kind of ignored it but then I heard yes I see there's a lot on the news people are going to be watching the news internationally there's going to be a lot going on with the with politics or certain politicians and I'm seeing 
uncharacteristic climate and weather changes. I'm seeing a rainstorm. There's going to be a lot of rain. There's going to be some kind of storm or hurricane. And I'm listening. I went, oh, my God. That happened. <laughs> so I, I left my friend an audio note. I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing, I'm, co- I'm doing what I normally do. I'm multitasking. My, I'm in the background because I just checked my timestamp. And here was the prediction. And I said it was in August. I said mid-August. Um, and I think that video I must have recorded in July. And my friend's like, you got to post that. You got to post more of your predictions. And uh, so uh, if you, you know, those of you that connect with me on Instagram, I'm probably, I don't know if I'll post it in the reels, maybe I'll just post it in the stories, I don't know yet, but I, it really tickled me because all of a sudden I'm hearing, I don't, because when I'm channeling, I'm getting bits of information, so I'm like, it feels like climate change, there's uncharacteristic weather changes, there's some kind of storm or hurricane, there's a rainstorm, a heavy rain. I'm seeing a heavy rainstorm. I'm here, so it's very interesting when you're channeling because you're. It's like you're going through this maze energetically, etherically, right? You're kind of moving through this. It's a feeling. I, I, I'm, you know, a conscious channel and trans channel, um, as well as psychic. They're two different things. So, I sometimes I feel things. I hear things. I feel things. I'm shown things, I'll smell things. So it comes through in different ways. And it's, it's, it's kind of like wading through a room, you know. Or have you ever been to like a big event, right, like a concert or a con- conference, and you see up ahead where you want to go, but all along the way you're looking, right? You're, you're wading through people, and then you're looking at one booth or another booth, and it's catching your eye, and you're getting bits of information, and that's kind of how it is. Even when I'm channeling people that are on the other side as a psychic medium, there can be a lot of energies, a lot of what I call spirit people, or I call them people, because to me they're people, just they just don't have a body. And sometimes you have to kind of move through them to get to the one you want to talk to or have come through, because other beings may want to come through, other people, right? The spirit realm is crowded, folks. Y'all, it's crowded. If you've ever done any, you know, interplane group work, like when I worked um, with Ashtar uh, Command, it's uh, they're group beings. This is the only dimension where we separate out. Uh, I shouldn't say that. There are other dimensions. This is the only dimension that we have these emotional, this emotion, highs and lows, and play things out and experiment you know, and a lot of people think this is about being at a school. Not really. Learning lessons are part of why we're here. It's a byproduct. But it's really to test things out, feel things out, like the expansion of God or the all that is through, you know, a vibrational, you know, aggregation, if you will, conglomerating energy, aggregating energy, um, frequency, creates a design or a pattern if you've ever done cymatics that's a, that's how this happens it's it's very mathematical as a language we can interpret it mathematically but if you look at cymatics you know blowing on the sand or doing certain vibrations through tones and sounds the sand will create a design that is us folks we are cymatic design and that design has out picturings 
of how we're going to look, what we're going to, what's important to us, in a way where God or the all that is answering its own question, living out its own curiosity, its own wonderment. You know, you could even say kind of hide and seek. Here I am, you know, or where am I or who am I? You know, oh, I'm right inside me or I'm in that tree, I'm in that reflection. But it is cosmologically answering a question, a living question, and we're constantly having these questions and answering them. So every vibrational frequency and in in essence, every thought form, every idea has to play out. And so as a soul design, we have the design of our totality of our lives, lifetimes, other dimensional experiences, other planetary experiences that play out through resonance on this earth plane. So we're here to play things out on this earth plane. And it's going to greatly help you. I know it did me when I first learned of this many, many years ago when I received this information. It was actually in the late 80s right around the harmonic convergence, that this isn't about a school. This isn't learning lessons. You're not sent here because you have to learn. You're not sent here because you did something wrong or, it's, or the earth is a lower vibration. It's a denser vibration because it's the place of denser form. But once you kind of start getting, hey, I'm here to experience and express me as a soul, God as me, the all that is, the infinite, innate, creative intelligence, however you want to put it. And that's why it's so profound, that mantra, so ham, ham, so, one of my most favorite Sanskrit mantras. It's a great mantra if you have any fear or anxiety going on. So ham, I am that, that I am. That sums up everything metaphysically. It's very simple, but when you can crack that code and really connect into that, you will understand why you're here. And it's not because you're less than. It's not because you've been sent back to earth to learn or a lifetime you didn't get it. it has no, those are all concepts to keep you enslaved, to keep all of us enslaved and not being in our full reign, rail, rey, reina, okay? King and queendom, Right? La Reina, the Queen, are royal roots. We have royal roots. So, especially if you're identifying as a star seed or a light worker, you have royal roots. You have ancient, ancient, beyond time information and insights and gifts to come here and play and share together. Now, yes, there are. Because we work in polarity here through this type of denser frequency creation, and so there's a good and there's a bad, we play out different scenarios and avenues, different aspects or parts of the polarity plane and all the shades in between. That's earth plane. Believe me, I remember at eight years old when I was told through visions who I was and what I was about, um, actually from four and five, I had sessions with my guides and my starseed teachers and family. And then between eight and 11, I also got a lot of information. None of it was about you got, maybe I didn't, I realized too at that age, oh God, this is, I don't know if I want to go. And it's funny, yesterday I was working with a client of mine and she recalled we did regression therapy, we did, we did interplay uh, work, um, 
so all multiple timelines and, and lifetimes and we went to this planetary experience and when she was coming out of it and sharing with me she said oh my god i saw where i came from and coming into this soul and the the family and and she goes i remember saying no i'll go i'll do it or it's okay and she said i kind of didn't want to but i was told i didn't have to and i said oh my god I laughed and I said, that's the starseed phrase. That's the starseed phrase. I said, that was the phrase I heard when I was, you know, extended, expanded, uplifted, whatever, uh, to my starseed family and mentor. I remember literally looking, and she told me I was looking down. And I said, yeah, I was looking down. And I, re- and I remembered as a kid, that phrase stuck with me. No, I'll do it. And then I had this look, this kind of puzzled, uh, what am I doing here? I should say something or do something look, which again, starseed look. But I had said the same phrase, and I had the same look, and she was describing the look. And a few years ago, I don't know, maybe longer, like 10, 10, 10 or 15 years ago, maybe maybe even late 90s, it's a long time ago. I just remember, for some reason, catching up on that phrase in my mind, and I was going through uh, pictures, old pictures of me, and I went, oh, my God, there's the same look that I had in, in group, a lot of group photos, whether they were with friends, high school, and I did very well at high school. I, I, I had all, tons of friends. I wove in different types of groups, wasn't bullied. I, I got along with everybody. Everybody got along with me. And, um, you know, I was pretty popular. I, I, you know, I just, I, I loved people, you know, and I loved different experiences. So, but, however, even saying that and fitting in and not having any, uh, one issue, had one issue, uh, with someone that kind of tried to, I guess thought I was a leader, what I didn't even realize a leader and tried to challenge. Anyway, it was a whole little drama thing for a minute. But otherwise, um, you know, I had artistic friends, spiritual friends, yoga, meditation. We met at cafes. I mean, wrote poetry, you know, went to the beach, was around surfers, hiked and just camped and just traveled, just had a great time. But, pictures I had that look even in my high school group picture I had that far away what the hell am I doing here look what's going on what am I supposed to do how am I supposed to respond so if you happen to have that look and you've been saying that phrase big hug to you and welcome and it doesn't go away (laughs) it doesn't go away and I think that's why um you know the guests we had on. I can't think of now who who said this, um, which was so perfect. Um, that last week, that you just have to accept yourself. I mean, it was so perfect. You just have to accept yourself. And I'm like, okay, that's yeah, that's it. You just have to accept that you're different. And I think that, you know, even when you fit in a lot, there's an awareness that you're different. 
Yeah. That you're seeing things differently. That you understand things differently. You're seeing beyond. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Dr. Macklin last week, if you didn't catch that episode, amazing information. And we talked about being a star seed, and he said you just got to realize you're different and celebrate your difference, your uniqueness. Because no matter how you try to fit in, you know, it's and it's different than people that are newly awakening, not trying to shade anybody. But the thing is, it's much different when you've lived your whole life this way than when you just awaken. Um, because you do have those foundational roots of having fit in for a long time or seen life in a different way, right? Um, I remember even when I was modeling and my agents would say, don't tell them you're psychic, don't tell them that, you know, don't. I did. Many of you have heard my stories about this, and it was great because everybody had stories or wanted to talk about it, and many people had intuition or psychic stories. Um, but what I noticed when I look back, everyone was jogging to the left and I was going to the right. You know, I wasn't hobnobbing or doing certain things to to get ahead or get further ahead, and my agent would be like, the photographer liked you, the client, why didn't you talk to them? Or if we were on trips, why didn't you spend more time with them? They really liked you. And, and the other models would get booked for something else because they would smooth or they would party. And, and I did a little bit of that. But then I would want to go back to my room and either do my cards or metaphysics I was studying, or there was people on the set that were not in those key positions, those influential positions, but they were seekers. They were reading books or studying online or, inter you know, whatever, depending on what decade we're talking about. You know, some of it was, you know, during the online stuff and Internet. And so we'd have these great conversations. And I would try to tell myself on the job or on the, on the movie set or TV set or photo shoots, I would be like, okay, okay, try and I would try, and I'd talk, and I'd connect, and I'd have a great time. But the mundane talk bored me, or the talk about who's doing what, or who's seeing who, sleeping with who, who got this magazine cover, who did this, who did that, whose style, what designer. So only so much I could take of that. And, you know, it was interesting to me. It was kind of it's creative, you know, people that are designers or whatever. It's all creative energy. But then I had to replenish, and also as an introvert, I had to replenish and reconnect as an empath, reconnect. And so what enlivened me was the spiritual talk, was the talk about psychic abilities or psychic experiences or astrology or metaphysics or the occult or healing energy, whatever. So I would say for all of you, I'm sharing this a little bit with you because you may find yourself more and more in positions where that's what you want more of. And if that's true, I would say try to find a way to integrate more of that in your life, not just through reading and studying, but live people, you know, interaction. That's why I have my Soul Path uh, Journey or Patreon group. We meet monthly. You know, I do a lot of content, sometimes so much content people are like, oh, my God, I can't keep up with it. But I want to get it out there so that people can go back to it when they want to and when they need to. Um, but we have live talk, chat time, talk time, healing time, psychic tune-in time. 
So it's really important to have the also the live or in real time connections. So if you are awakening or you're awakening to a next level or your abilities are coming through more or you're having what we call bleed through, which means you're getting memories from other dimensions, other lifetimes, other planetary circumstances, um, different aspects of your being are coming through, whether future self or past self through deja vu. I mean, deja vu happens, you know, always. Sometimes it even happens in the present where you get a, you know, something you can, you tap into something else that's simultaneously happening. And then later you find out at the exact time, whatever you were going through, someone else or a lot of other people were going through or someone that's close to you was going through, right? So make sure you're getting the live connection and make sure you're sharing your insights and understanding and what you're going through. All right, let's get to callers, 347-539-5122, and press one on the keypad. Oh, my God, there it is, Sue in the chat, yay. She also has experience with Ashtar. Oh, you got to call in and tell me your Ashtar command. All right, Sunray. Oh, my God, hello, Sunray in the chat. I just finished last week's episode and wanted to ask about expanding on that look about being starseed, and here you are. Oh, my God. Sunway, we're always so connected. Yeah, right, the look. The look, the look. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, and I never, I never, I kind of noticed it, but it filed in my mind, that phrase and that look, and then I went back, and I'm like, even now, even now, when I'm with certain, and it might be certain situations where there's obviously everything we go through, there's some resonance or vibrational, you know, um, frequency, connection, similarity, but some have less. So I can even see that look now, and now I kind of look at it, and I, I kind of just hug myself etherically. I give myself a night. Sometimes I hug myself physically, because, you know, it, re- it uh, releases that oxytocin, the bonding, love hormone, not just if someone else hugs you, but if you hug yourself. But conferences, places, you know, especially when I was doing a lot of TV and media, uh, I don't know, around 2005 to 2015, um, <laughs> and, and, and podcast talk shows, I was doing a lot of uh, television pilots. I had that look, and the other people, the other astrologer, they didn't have that look, and they were, you know, they were, they, you can tell because they, they're very savvy with the, with the, you know, advertising, marketing, social media, the multi-level, they're going, they're snapping, and sometimes if you're a star seed, you feel like you're like a delay or two, you're a beat or two behind, unless you're talking about spiritual stuff, metaphysics, esoteric stuff. Then it's like you can just wrap it out. You know, you're channeling, and here comes blah, 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 all the data, all the info, all the insights comes out. But if you're around, you have to shift gears, like, oh, oh, it, or earth stuff, mundane, okay, what, this is important, uh, okay, oh, yeah, okay, this is about this, you know, and you have to kind of shift these internal gears. Um, yeah. So I'm going to share more of this on Patreon in other ways uh, because 
I've always shared about this, but not as broadly public. And I think having awakened or had or incarnated this way, you know, even my parents telling me I was like reciting information, everybody was listening to at age four. And, you know, my recollections, I can probably remember, I definitely remember when I was in the preemie, you know, when I was in in the hospital, I have memories of that and coming home. Um, and I have a lot of early memories four on up from spirits being working with the spirit realm visitations at eleven. I had the you know Virgin Mary, Mother Mary came to me. It was a very turbulent time in my life and my family um, and other people. Why I'm sharing this also because a lot of you as light workers and our star seeds or star seed light workers have had these experiences, and the key times are age 4, 8 to 11, and especially 11, especially for little girls, but boy, girl, whatever, but at 11, these are key visitation points, uh, even as, even from the galactic, feder- you know, connection or federation, however you want to put it, your um, uh, what do you want to say, starseed family or council, uh, mentors, um, spiritual teachers, spiritual mentors on the other realm, your guide, your guardian angel. And then, you know, sometimes throughout the high school years, definitely they're still around middle school. They're always there, but especially that early uh, developmental time. And then again in mid-20s. And then on, you know, you can make it as need be or more consistent if you're consciously working. So any of you that are, again, awakening or awakening to your next level, you may want to revisit these time periods and ask and notice what was going on. What was the information that you were receiving? Uh, oh, Sunray, thank you. Yeah, Christopher Macklin, that was the guest last week. Uh, let's see, anything else? Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Okay, gang, uh, any questions or comments? The number is 347-539-5122, and you have to press 1 on the keypad. Otherwise, I'll just keep chatting. But I'd love to hear if you have stories. 347-539-5122. Hi, everyone in the chat. It's good to see everyone. Yeah, I feel like this information, um, gosh, I just want to say is so needed right now. And and also we're having to kind of disrupt kind of some old paradigm thinking that has come from the more limiting, controlling part of any of the Judeo-Christian doctrine, studies, myths, mythology, um, even the surface meanings of tarot, and those of you that have done my tarot course, you know, which I'm maybe relaunching this uh, fall, winter, we'll see, along with doing some uh, sacred ritual. Because the languaging is a way, it's not like astrology, it's not like that's what's doing things or numerology or the, you know, it's, it's like it's an interp- interpretation or language. You've heard me say this. 
And so we have to start changing our languaging a bit. And the guides around 2011, those of you that have been with me this long, we were, we talked about that. The guides said, they even called me out, and they said, you really need to start saying instead of good and bad, what's most life-enhancing or life-confirming. Um, you know, and that we would have a lot of words to say one concept or idea. Because our, especially our Germanic, you know, the Latin-based languages are much more descriptive and colorful. It, they, they have more words or sentences to describe something. The Germanic, which the Anglo-Saxon, is very terse. It's, it's, you know, kind of more to the point. It's less flowery. So we're going to have to look at where is our languaging limiting us because our languaging, and I'm saying languaging because it's not just language, it's how we use the language, can limit us. It, because our languaging sets up our perception, how we're viewing the world. So when people are saying, this is an earth school, you're here to learn, what does that bring up for you? That, that's, learning can be fun, yes, but it also brings up all those years we were in school. <laughs> and it also means that you don't know something, right? And yes, we're always learning, and there are certain things you don't know, and there are certain things that you just learn to remember, that you're in the remembering phase, but it's much lighter and more fun and more creative to say you're here as a divine expression of the all that is or of God. You're the living question and answer. What's your question or what are, you, what are your questions and how are you answering it? Or you're here just to express you as a soul and have soul expression and soul experience. Do you see how much more playful and creative that is? You are, I am that, that I am, the all that is, God the infinite creative intelligence of, of the universe. The universe, you're a design of that, a slice of that, experiencing and expressing that slice through different experiences and expressions. And w with that comes a lot of experience. And w one small experience is learning lesson. So this is a huge paradigm shift because it connects you into your innate creator abilities. When we're learning, like when we're apprenticing, it's like, oh, I don't know how to do it yet. I don't know how to do this. But the fact is you're learning, but you do know how to do this. <laughs> All right, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Lanessa. Uh -huh. Who is this? Lanessa. Lynette? Vanessa? Lanessa. Yeah, how Lynette. are you? Lanessa. Hi, Lanessa. Lanessa, pretty name. Lanessa, yeah. L-Y-N. With an L. Lanessa. Yeah, Lanessa. Yep. Hi, Lanessa. Got it. Hi. <laughs> I'm enjoying, <laughs> we just tuned in. My sister and I just tuned in, and I'm enjoying what you're saying here. Um, oh, very and I cool. I'd Hi, Lanessa, sister. Ask a question. <laughs> yes, Hi. absolutely. <laughs> Melina is my sister, my twin sister, and she's talked to you before. Melina. Um, Hi, Melina. I know that name. And Hi, Nancy. Michelle. Hello. <laughs> Hi, good to connect. Just yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. Um, I yeah. just have a um the uh probably famous question of um do you see a partner coming into my life anytime soon? Oh, I love that. That is such a great question, especially for now as we're coming more into that connecting with others like I talked about in the beginning yeah so let's see 
All right, Lanessa. Ooh, now I see a lot picking up. Okay, right now there's a little kind of restriction. But after that, I'm going to say after December, uh-huh. someone, okay. I feel like there's travel, maybe even a trip. Maybe it's even with Medlina or maybe you live someplace. I, I'm seeing like a tropical area or beachy area resort. There's some okay. shift that, that you're taking um, around Sagittarius time, so end of November, beginning of December uh, begin, or mid-December. I don't know if it's your birthday or something's around at that time, but there's some kind of shift. It goes over into January, February, and you decide to do more, to live more, to live more fulfilled or open up. I see different people around you. I see different groups. I see traveling. Now, mind you, it could be by car. It could be by plane. I don't know. You meet somebody in that mix. So right now there's kind of – do you okay. feel like things are a little inward right now for you? I feel like there's um, – maybe you're I not – I feel like I've, I'm pretty social. Um, so I feel like I'm, I've been kind of out there in the world some, although i kind of been, you know – at home, I mean, at home a lot, at least in the town that I live in, but um, yeah. out and about a little bit, it's, but not like doing traveling or anything. Yeah, it's different recently. groups. It's not not that the people that you're around right now are not great. I feel like there's some new people coming in, or some of these groups are going to have some, um, uh, I don't know, some different outings or something. It, it seems more spring, summer. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, what's coming up for next year? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like spring. It looks like April. Okay. I'm getting a lot of outdoor activity. I'm getting like, I don't know if it's tennis, pickleball, badminton, something like that. That's grass. There's a um what do you call it? Like a Yeah, there's a a net. Um, are you near the beach or water? Not really, no, not right now. Where, so I oh, um, there's a river. I'm near a river. Oh, maybe that, do people do stuff outdoors there? Yeah, this is where I live is a real outdoorsy area, and I also work outdoors at a um, at concerts right now. Oh, maybe it's, it's, it's that. Do they, do they have food there? Yeah. Okay, yep. it could be somebody through there. That's it. Could be at your work. Uh huh. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of people around at my work. Yeah, it it could be that. It could be that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Um, God, it's definitely coming up soon. You know, I mean, it's not years. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else that comes through. Yeah, that's – what does she need to focus on? Let's ask, what do you need to focus on to draw this person in? Being outdoors okay. with groups where there's fun. There's – it's hard to say because you work with people, but it's it's also could be you're out with friends, particularly girlfriends, uh-huh. 
or there could be a group around, or it could be in that venue, especially if there's food, because I see food around. So I don't know if it's concession stand <laughs> or picnic style, um, but this person's very outgoing. Um, they've got a quiet side, but they are they 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 may even be with a group also. But it's with okay. the groups. It's happening within it's happening within a, a group situation for you. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a little, like, as my old metaphysical teacher, Rach, used to say, eye play. <laughs> she was a lot older, and she's like, yeah, there's going to be a little eye play. You're looking back and forth at each other. So I don't oh. know. I think, you, I think you meet, you talk, maybe you hang out, and then it just, and then I feel the person comes back, they come back around and, and like, you know, do you want to get your get your number or hang out, or you end up doing something later? All I know is there's groups. Whether you know, unless I just tuned in further, like in a private uh, individual session, but that's what I'm getting, just kind of off the cuff here. Okay. Cool. Well, well thanks thank for calling you. I in. I hope it. you keep listening. Yeah, and it's great to connect with you. Yeah, it was and great Alina, to connect with you too. You too. Yeah. Uh, if you have time, I have a quick little question. But okay, well, if, if you don't okay. have time, no worries. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you? Okay, yeah, this is Melina. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hi, Melina. So, okay, so, and I have asked you about love before. Here, my my identical twin sister and I are asking about love. Um, so I have been kind of seeing this guy on and off for about a year now, just on and off, just very casual hang out every once in a while, and then sometimes we'll go a long time without seeing each other. Lately, it's been a little bit more just, but it's always around, like, social kind of partying sort of thing. It, it's not, it hasn't gotten real serious. However, I am looking, I really like him, but I don't know. I just, I don't know if he's, like, get, is, I guess I just, I don't know if he's capable of going into like a more deeper type of relationship with me or and or if he's holding me back from experiencing that with some somebody else i'm just i'm kind of in this limbo with him like should i cut it off completely should i just be casual because i do want something more deep and fulfilling and more partner-like do you see anything around that his name is Tim. yeah i don't okay so give me melina give me an, a name or initial please his name is tim t-l is his initials Okay. All right. Oh no, he's not going to change. Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> no, That's what no, everybody's no, telling no, me. <laughs> no. Well, they're very good sight. No. What is with him? He is like, okay. Here's the deal psychically, and I love doing this in okay. reading, remote viewing, which I have done. I've... By the way. I did one uh-huh. time. I'm here in California. A client in Chicago thought his wife was cheating. Uh huh. I was able to remote view and see her coming out of the gym, and I was describing it. And I said she's got it. I described how she looked, and he goes, "Oh, that's because she works out. That's her workout stuff." And I go, "But there's a guy next to her." I saw mm-hmm. them driving. To a place, oh, wow. a building, brick on the side. I described the billboard, oh, no. everything <laughs> on it. And by what I direct, yes, and guess what happened? Oh, she my gosh. There and I go, they're there now, right now, right now. <laughs> so 
No way. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I cannot say the name due to confidentiality, but let me tell you what happened. He drove there. He went in. She rented an apartment for 18 months. She had rented their apartment. No way. (laughs) That is Oh, I felt bad. I thought, God, this is kind of sneaky. But I'm like, what? This is what the person needs and wants. This is what's coming through. Wow. And she was like, how did you find us? How did you find And then he screenshot the building to me. And sure enough, the billboard, I kept, I said, I don't know. It's a brick building. And there's this, it's either the billboards on the building or right in front. And it was like a, some kind of restaurant, had some kind of cartoony Ooh. holding. I, anyway. Uh, yeah, hmm. you can see the whole thing. Oh my thing. gosh! They're wow, that's amazing, and, Yeah, and you know what he tell? And he go, and he goes. He said, "Well, why he wouldn't? She wouldn't be with the trainer, the personal trainer." And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he's coming out of the gym with her, and they both have gym bags, and they're both getting in the car. She, he's following her, and they were on the lease. They'd had it 18 months. Their little uh-huh. love palace. Oh, in her and his name, yeah. That's so crazy. your friends are psychic. So what tell okay, this guy, what the problem is, Melina. Oh Yes, tell me. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's Ugh. one of those in his mind it's a game. You're not gonna get me to commit. You're not gonna lock me in. Because you huh. want it, I don't want to give it to you. Have you ever connected to him in that way? Have you ever gotten that vibe with him? Yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. Mhm. Yeah. Yep, he's he keeps everything very much on the surface, and, um, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, so, he's almost, it's almost like a little, like a little boy or something, like like a younger yeah, kid for, like, person. Yeah, because if you want me to do this, I'm not going to do it, or I'm not going to do it now. Right. He will yeah, eventually marry a few years from now, but what I feel is going to happen is it's going to be a back and forth, back and forth. And mm-hmm. when the woman finally just gives up, gives in, and just he will be like a like a like I'm the prize, you know, I'm the booby prize, I'm the mm-hmm. prize possession, booby prize, but I'm the prize possession that decides to marry you. But I would say marrying him. Mm, he is not going to be emotionally available. He can be fun for the yeah. short term or for stuff that's surface. So if you want to keep yeah. it like that, but I right. absolutely, I don't know. When I tune into him about love, commitment, cherishing someone, it's like a steel door that goes down. Yes. Okay. I can sense that too. Yeah. What, yeah. You're you know why? Picking up what, on it. Yeah. What's it's that? like. It's it's like I'm not going. It's like a combination of I can't go there, I don't want to go there. Some of it is a bit subconscious, but there is a part that is very um, conscious that he's doing it on purpose because he's playing something out in his head, as we know, mother issues, mommy issues. And I just had a client the other day that we talked about this, and I was kind of in my counseling uh, practice, and I was trying to coach her with – the thing is with guys, and you know, and I, and I feel for parents because I mean, no, there's no perfect parenting because there's no perfect parents. I get it, but we have these patterns that are not that are societal, not just individual or familial or ancestral and societal. There is a weird thing that happens when the mother 
can't let the guy rebel, the young boy, and then into, you know, teenage years, adolescence, teenage years, early 20s. If they do, they come back and they're healthy. Because what happens is, Mm -hmm. and this is what I see playing out in his head, it's like he's fighting something that he really wants just because he doesn't want it to be from someone else and someone else is telling him what to do or controlling him. So it could be the yeah. overdoting mother. It could be the mother that that you have to, you know, it's all about her or her needs and wants. You know, they're not as, you know, emotionally fit or healthy or developmentally, you know, or, you know, it can be the doting mother, the mother that's there too much, or the the mother that, you know, I need you to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. And, and if the young boy isn't empowered enough, which, it, oddly enough, it's the mm. parents that have to do that, and especially with, with male gender, it's the mother that has to empower the boy to go off, go alone, do your thing, have your dating, whatever that is, have your boyfriend, have your go- girlfriend, have your friend, whatever, because then what mm-hmm. happens, late teens or early to mid-20s, the guy can then come back as a young man and reestablish the intimacy. Otherwise, what happens is the mother psychologically in the subconscious mind and in the, in the inner psyche is taking too much emotional space. And that emotional space needs to be for a relationship, whether with a man or a guy, it doesn't matter. A guy or a right. girl, it doesn't matter. It, 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 the, the person reads as, I'm overwhelmed, warning, warning, you're not going to tell me what to do, even though it's an honest request you know, a, a healthy request or what, or just the bare bones that you should get in relationship, they're still fighting that emotional incest, that emotional merging that they can't, wow, they can't get. Oh, yeah, it's powerful. But I've seen it in my practice, guys that I've worked with, and, and whether I work with the, the guy part or whatever, or the, the counterpart, the, you know, especially, it's a lot with, you know, I guess it happens with all, but... Um, or if I work with their partner, if they're already married or they're, you know, in a live-in situation, they're like, oh, my God, this hasn't gotten any better, I will coach the person of how to distance, you know, what to do emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because usually the parent – Is it? Yeah. So he's yeah, playing that like out. two boys. Oh, that's why I'm going on and on. two young boys. <laughs> yeah. It's they're hard, I know, 13, because – So that's good – to know for me as well being a mom oh yeah and that's the age where it starts and it's really hard for the little boy that really loves their mom and maybe is a bit enmeshed and they have this really strong connection but then some weird stuff starts happening and it's not just it's hormonal but it's it's mental emotional where they get a little irritated at the mom they want to and but they're scared they want to do more on their own or with their friends but then they're scared to leave. So when the mother can say, hmm. go on, do what you want. I'm still here when you need me. Or, or, or go ahead, do what you want to do. And then the, the boy sees, oh, she's still there like a rock, but isn't smothering me. Then he can do his thing. You yeah. see it very similar in two-year-olds. It's, it's, it starts around two to three, mm-hmm. um, 18 months, 18 months to about three. When they're try- that's the first time children start trying to have their own autonomy and establish that autonomy. And it's a beautiful thing when it's allowed, you know. But, again, but the kid has a fear. Like, I, I, you know, I'm scared to 
you know, relate to other people. I'm, I'm scared to have this little right. girlfriend or boyfriend or these friends or go off on my own. They're, they're afraid of the disconnection and they're afraid of the space. But once they learn, oh, I can have space but still have connection, still have love, yeah. that's the key. So unfortunately, your guy, and I don't see him interested in therapy, or if he does do therapy, I feel he's very closed, unfortunately. He's ping-ponging back in his head, having this fight with the mother. I also feel there's an extra stern father, and so you're getting that. So when you're asking things of him, he's not really responding Mm -hmm. to you because on some level he does want, you know, a deeper connection and relationship but he mm-hmm. feels he's interpreting it as control, smothering, and contr- and mostly control. Huh. Yeah. That's so interesting. So your friends Gosh. were you, you, yeah, your friends <laughs> yeah. were right. I'm, hmm. <laughs> I you're you're spot on. Like yeah, he he does. He gets irritated with his mom. He he doesn't talk about it a yeah. lot, but I know he does. And he also with his dad. Um. And yeah, he's just he's just like you said, like a door, like a, he just doesn't let, yeah, let's, let mm-hmm. you in. He just keeps yeah, everything. shuts down. He's ping-ponging. And yeah, like, no, I, you're totally, you're seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> we pass on our yeah. wounding, our deficiencies, unless we, we, we change it. And these are, again, they're not just familial, they're ancestral, they're societal. That's not just the family dynamics. It, it manifests through family and group dynamics, like in corporations, companies, and groups. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, a lot of fear-based, you know, parents that aren't emotionally mature, you know. And, and, and I think we're always learning and growing. Like we can ask questions. Um, you know, yeah. we can all, and I know it's hard because I, I can only imagine. I'm thinking this client I worked with, and she's very close to her son. I've even worked with her son. And she was like, oh, my God, this is good to know because we were so close. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. still are inside. And that's got to be hard when you're really close to your children or a child or a specific child, a particular child, and then they start doing weird things and irritation and annoyance. See, if his parents would have allowed him to be irritated and annoyed, because what, what causes the irritation and annoyance is they're mm-hmm. testing boundaries and they're afraid. They're afraid of failing. They're afraid that if I if I do what I want to do or I, I branch out, I'm not going to have the love, the safety, or the connection, or the appreciation, or the validation. Or I'm going to extend mm-hmm. out to other friends or other experiences, and they're going to let me down. And I, you know, it, it's it's fear. It's it's not even conscious. A lot of it's so subconscious. It's it's so primal and right. you know hormonal. So they're afraid, but what they need is like, like if the parent, because I do see the father controlling too. The mother is a, a kind of control manipulator, you know, uh, smothery energy. But the father too, I feel instead of working things out with the mother, control Tim. You better do this, or your mom wants that, or you better mm. do this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, so he's like, and he wasn't every very emotionally someone, available either. The father, no. So the thing is, yeah. he's got that door, and so now he's like, no one's going to tell me what to do. No, one, I'm not going to worry about someone, you know. And a lot of it, I feel for him, is also just a, a psycho. It's subconscious. 
it's like he just feels mm-hmm. too much is coming in. Now, he could rework really this and learn this, you know, in therapy for a good few years. I just don't feel he's open to that. I feel like he's so hypersensitive, yeah. especially right now. I don't know what's going on. He's so hypersensitive that I feel mm-hmm. if even if somebody was suggesting that, he would shut down because that's, again, control. So. Yeah. If you can keep it okay. surface and you know what you and you know what you want, just don't overgive or overdo in this relationship or this situation. Now, mind you, me saying that, mm-hmm. if you do that, he probably will come towards you. I just don't see that he could sustain the type of committed relationship that you want, at least right now as he as he is. Yeah, yeah. No, I it's just it's too hard for me to be to surface, you know, cuz I it reminds me that I want more than that, you know, and and I want to attract a different type of relationship. And I and I have fear that he holds me back from that. Well, yeah, because you're waiting. So that puts you in the therapist mother role, which mm-hmm. is the same. It's the micromanaging. Yeah, it, it's we've got to become to wholeness for all of us. You know, it's. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a lifelong, lifelong journey um, that we, uh, yeah. there was a good book, I think it was called, oh God, Path of Wholeness, the Baba Yaga, I don't know, the book is by Marion uh, Woodman, um, I think in Robert Bly, I think, I don't know, um, let me see if I can find it. I had it for years, and I finally gave it away. But I studied Jungian psychology, and so let's see. Oh, I think it's the Maiden Queen, the Maiden King, the reunion of masculine and feminine. Interpret the deep psychological insights embedded in ancient stories. And it really plays out once you get this. I mean, it's so powerful because women, and I know people always say, not always, but a lot of times people say, oh, we're always blaming the woman or we're always blaming the mother. And that the father causes issues too. Yes, that's very true. However, in child development, whoever has that mothering role, it's such an archetypal energy of the mother as nurturer. Because even though we can look and go, oh, men nurture, there's a stay-at-home dad, that's not what it's in our energetic and cellular DNA. That's not what's in the archetypal imagery. You can see it in the tarot. So whether people like it or not, for thousands of years, most men were the hunters and, the, and going outside the community, outside the home and coming back. The women worked mm-hmm. with language and nurturing. And so that's what's embedded in our subconscious. And also coming through the mother's womb, there's this, an, an, you know, this connection. So mm-hmm. whether we're talking, I would say, whether we're talking about an actual mother physiologically or we're talking about the mothering principle that would be in a man, that mothering principle individually within us and as a collective is very powerful because it it gives birth and nurtures mm-hmm. the psychological aspect of it. So women, yeah, women are, have so much power and empowerment. Um, I mean, for hundreds of years, the woman was was the one that took care of the emotions, you know, and that's not necessarily right but that's how we've been formatted 
you know, oh, ask your mother or talk to your mother about this. Or the woman is the one that wants to open the guy up. Let's talk. What do you want to do? This, right. And there's some guys, believe me, I've dated them. There's some guys that are very conscious that they're the ones that are saying, how do you feel and what do you want to do? But it's not mm-hmm. a lot of them. <laughs> it's not a yeah. lot. If we look at the statistics, it's yes. not a lot of them. So, yeah, thank well, you for they're, this. they're so, getting to be more. Thank you yeah. so much. Gosh, well, I think there is. Helpful. I think there is. I think there is. Good. As we raise each other differently, we raise each other up yeah. and we learn. Yeah. Yes, All right. Absolutely. Thank you, Melina. Great to connect in. Thank, thank you so much, Michelle. Oh. Have a good Big day. Hug. You too. Big hug. Okay, gang, I just got the text that our guest thought she was calling in at 12, I think. And, of course, I've been chit-chatting, talking, doing what I normally do, and answering calls. Let's see. Yeah, she thought her call time was 12, even though it was stated in the confirmation email. Well, so we're going to reschedule her. So, peeps, call in, share, talk, ask questions. Let's do this. Three four seven five three nine five one two two. Let me hear your voice. Press one on the keypad. Hi, you're on air. Oh, I, this is Melina again. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Melina. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Bye. Three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. Press one on the keypad. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hi, this is Donna. How are you? Hey, Donna. I'm doing great. Welcome to this podcast, okay. Community, yes. Connection, and Awakening. <laughs> okay, I just have a done? psychic question. Yeah, I'm okay, going through cool. a hard time. My brother has cancer. It's in the spleen, the kidney, the bones. That's sad. And oh, then my goodness. sister has cancer from the breast that spread. And so oh. I was having a hard time. But I wanted to know if my finances were going to get better because I would like to treat them to something, maybe Palm Springs at the Mineral Springs mm, or something. Okay. You know, I want to do something for them. Wow. Okay. It seems like in um, November things are picking mm-hmm. up or you've been able to put some money aside is what I'm seeing. Um, I do see more fi- finances better. Is there a possibility you have a raise or a bonus coming in, an extra, Mm-mm. or maybe a crowd, crowd, maybe crowdfund for this gift that you want to do with them? I don't know how to do donations that, or uh, GoFundMe, Indiegogo. There's other ones, but you can look on that. But I, for some reason, I'm getting November, so I don't know okay. if you're taking if you're taking an, are you taking a job. What is it? I'm taking a trip to Cabo San Lucas with a girlfriend for four days. My brother's feeding me to uh, um, uh, Ocean. Is that in November? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, so it shows stuff. Okay, so maybe that's showing stuff that picks up. But are you getting? What are you doing right now? Because I get a fluctuation in your work, so I don't know if you're going to take on something new. Something additional? I don't work. I'm I'm 69. I'm 69. I don't work. Um, I go to the casino once in a while. I make money and yeah. Maybe you make play money. the lottery a little bit. Sixty nine. Yeah. You're young. You can work till you <laughs> find something you enjoy doing. Well, maybe you win something. I don't know, but it, it definitely yeah, shows things picking up in November. 
And maybe if you want to do this, I feel you're going to have to take on something external that you can put some additional money aside. So mm-hmm. be that as it may, you, you can kind of figure that out. But November looks good. There's definitely, oh, good. you know, increase. You're more uh, peppy, you know. I, I think the trip's mm-hmm. going to be good for you. I think it's going to be very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your time, and I'm just so sorry. I'll send, give me, if you give me their first names, I'll put them in my healing light circle. Oh, I would love that. Give me their Desiree. Yeah. Desiree and David. All right. I'll put them in the healing circle. Thank you. Yeah. I'll do some healing for them tonight. Actually, it will be good with the full moon. Send them some Reiki. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. All right, Donna. Big hug. You're so welcome. Bye bye. Bye-bye. 347-539-5122 is the number. Press 1 on the keypad. Hi, you're on air. Hi there. Hi. What's your first name? I'm Jamie from San Luis Obispo. Hi, Hi, Jamie. Oh, I love that area. Hello. Oh, me too. The sun is shining today. And, I was going to um, say, what's your, do you guys have a breeze up there? What's the weather like? Um, well, today's supposed to be pretty nice. We're actually going to go out to the beach this evening for a bonfire, and you just reminded me it's the full moon. It's like, ooh, perfect. It's not supposed to be very oh, windy today, nice. but we do get a lot of wind <gasps> during the summertime over here. You do. Oh, full moon bonfire. Ooh, that sounds so good. Mm. I know. So I'm here to pull in some vibes and some feedback for you that I can bring into ceremony tonight. Um, I have been on a journey with some extreme migraines that I have been inflicting me. And over the last several months, there's been a lot of removals and shamanic work that I've done. I feel like there's been a lot of layers Mm -hmm. in which um, that pattern has still been coming through. Um, Right. I still think there's more work there to be done, but specifically I'm noticing there's been a really, there is a big shift that my husband and I are going through in finding mm-hmm. how we relate. And I, we're stepping, literally, mm. I feel like we're stepping through the fire right now. And yeah. I'm noticing with these big, deep conversations we're having, which are contracting and expanding, but it's all leading to expansion. Uh, that's when these migraines will peak through. So last yeah. night we had big art hoping expansion and then the feelings just were coming through last night and also today. Um, how, do you have any insight for me or tools in which yeah, I can I do. walk now, first, through this? Yeah, yeah, it's like eighth house. It's deep dive. There's deep transformation. There's deep power struggles. There's how do we approach this, getting on the same page. I am hearing that you're feeling destabilized. So... What will help you, especially before conversations, is breath work. Mm. Even on my, um, because there's a lot going on with the will. Okay, I see it now, Jamie. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay, there's two things because it's also something you're eating or atmospheric. There is something physical, physiological, and I'll kind of look at that a little bit more. However, you're trying to will some things to happen because you see a certain vision and you feel it. 
and your mind is very strong. You're very connected. You're, very, you're emotional, too. You're very connected emotionally, but you're also very connected on the mental realm and usually able to convince people of things or make things happen. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. We were talking about the guy, boy, guy, men's um, individuation. Your husband is having a bit of an individuation right now. He's separating out from you, and it doesn't need to be a separation. Mm-hmm. But he's finding his own way and his own opinion or idea of what he should do or what you both should do or what the vision of your life is. So, I okay, if you go to my website, soulplayground.life, and you go to the mm-hmm. mindfulness and meditation, there's a few meditations that you can do free. You can just download them for free. Okay. Also on my website, Soul Insights and Tarot, there's an attunement meditation that will help you. It's an it's a ascension attunement meditation. It helps you um it helps you unblock the the left and right brain hemisphere and the cellular and energetic aspect of the left and right brain hemisphere and the kind of conditioning put gets you out of the extremes of polarity. So, because for you, Great. meditation, breath work on, an, on a daily basis, it doesn't have to be long, five, ten minutes, whatever, um, really releasing the breath. Because what's happening is you're getting congealed energy, like congealed etheric energy from the etheric plane, but also the, the realm of thought forms. It's like you have this ideas, you have this inspiration, you have this energy coming in through the crown, and it's stagnating there. Mm. And yes. Because you're trying to get your point across, your mission. You're trying to will it to happen. But this isn't a will situation. So if you align your individual <laughs> will to cosmic will or divine will, that's great. That's a beautiful process mm. for you. You can't will what's supposed to happen with the two of you or with him. Mm. It's going to be a little uh, ambiguous for a while, a little bit of mm-hmm. uncertainty, a little bit of whatever for a while until he finds his rudder without kind of the power struggle. The, the, mm. And it doesn't surprise me because, you know, with the north node going in Aries, south node in Libra, it's a lot right now. People are becoming more willy, will-centered, you know, like, ah, I want mm. this, Let's, I see this, let's go for it. Mars energy and, and individuate, let me do it, let me go out there. But yet we're supposed to, we're finding out how do I do this in relationship to my partner, mm-hmm to my significant other, to my spouse? How do I do this in relationship to children that I'm trying to consciously raise? You know, in, in the work situation, my colleagues. So we're learning, you know, we're instituting a new way of relating is what's happening. It's a very profound time in our culture and world and universe. So you're going to have to pull back a little bit because it's, and I can even feel it. It mm. comes up through, oh, my God, the shoulders and neck. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. got to handle the physical and physiological. Cranial sacral work would be amazing for you, or just the occipital point. But you've got to do it on it like three or four to eight times a week. You've got to do it, you know, or if you feel something coming up earlier, mm-hmm. because you can't address it right before or during. Then it's already there. And I feel you're learning to manage your energy and relate to your energy in a whole new way. Like this is what I need. This is yeah. how I, because we all have our areas. Mine is my, t- okay, mine's my tummy, 
and also my lymph, my um, tonsils. So I'll know if I'm putting out a lot or I'm feeling misunderstood mm. or if, I've, if, a, if a recurring pattern that I had in childhood is coming up and I'm feeling vulnerable, I'll mm-hmm. go, oh, I need to take this herb. I'm, I'm going to take this herb. And, I'm mm. gonna, you know, and I put a concoction together with my Zevia ginger ale. I go, oh, i got to nurture a little bit. I'll do some foods. I'll do... Um, and so I know my areas. You've got to mm-hmm. learn your areas because this area for you, um, you know, one of my mentors used to say, Dr. Hahn, he used to say, you know, when I was studying, you know, went to hypnotherapy school and counseling school, transpersonal uh, psychology, he said, you know, all our issues or faults or is a, a, a great quality or good quality, a good skill, it's just taken too far, mm. and that's where the problem is. So somebody that has a strong will and can make things happen or has a strong vision and can usually influence someone for the greater good, that's a mm-hmm. great skill set, except when that person is now in their new level of individuating mm-hmm. and they don't know quite what they're doing. And you're trying to lead him and guide him. That makes mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes, it makes so much sense. Yeah. So the thing is, you have a great skill, a great skill set, and you'll mm. use it again with with yourself, with him, with the relationship, other people. But right now, your skill set is kind of letting him kind of find his way mm-hmm. while you do the work on on yourself, the Aries. You know, you might want to look up North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra, and and see. Okay. You know, if you know your chart, what's transiting, you know, what, what house do you have, Aries, or on the cusp, um, and go, okay, because that's a good rudder. That's a collective. The, the node, nodal positioning is, is um, in between the sun and the nodes. It's, it's, it's not a planet, but it, it is, it's, an, it's an area of influence, let's say. It's a region. So it kind of shows what we're learning and what we're going through, or, how, or, or not even learning, it's just a new approach. But I definitely feel it can unwind. It's just mm-hmm. how do you deal, you know, and, and it's so funny because I, and I still do work with couples, but mostly I did in the mm-hmm. 90s to about mid-2000s. I did a lot of couples counseling and studied this couple's journey and, we'd, you know, this, this whole process of, um, you know, managing change and uh, transitional counseling, it's called, and how you, you know, apply it to um to couples, mm-hmm. and here's my big takeaway: the, the cosmic joke or God's joke mm-hmm. is couples don't grow, change, or transform at the same time and exactly in the same way. Mm-hmm. You of get course. together, right? Yeah, and all of a sudden, yeah. what's happening? Everything's status quo, and then oh my God, what is mm-hmm. this change? What are you talking about? What are you saying? And I, I just go, God, why did you do it this way? Why couldn't you do that ex- at the same time? <laughs> it's just bizarre. I know. Isn't it funny? I mean, I would, you know, it's like as soon as you have, and it's just the proverbial, as soon as you have the ducks in the row, they move. Mm-hmm. You know, and so how do we navigate that? It's It's not easy, but once you get on the other side, uh, and the other thing is I once did a poll with clients of mine and friends, colleagues, different people I was meeting, 
um, and, and, and some people that I knew already that had been married 20, some of them were 15 years, most of them were 20, 25 mm-hmm. years, 30 years and longer, that I thought by counseling them or being friends or colleagues that they, you know, they had good relationships. And God knows some of them later opened up what they had gone through. Every single one of them, because I'm like, what does it take? What do you do? And, mm-hmm. and every and the common thing, other than like-minded, being able to communicate, work through stuff, but even the ones that to me like had these like very idyllic relationships, mm-hmm. every single one of them said, oh, my God, I never thought we'd get through this or never thought we'd make it. Mm. I'm like, what, you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we got you. I, I go, how'd you get through? They're like, I don't know. Sometimes I wake mm. up and go, this is it. It's done. <laughs> it's over. And they said, yeah, we went through a bad patch. Everyone said, oh, we went through a bad patch or two or three bad patches. Mm-hmm. We didn't think we would get through it or I never thought we'd get through it. And I would look and I'd go, oh, my God. You you went through, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, Michelle, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, we didn't think we'd get through it. I, I thought for sure I'd be divorced by now. And I was like, wow. So, and that's, that's how we've what I would been, share with and, I, and I'm, okay, and I'm so, I see the Go vision, ahead. which is why you're saying I see the vision, yep. so I'm holding space for it through him no. trying to find his way, which he should. No, no. Space. Uh, 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 uh. space is there. That's where we make. That's we. That's an old concept. Mm. I used to think that we don't hold space. We allow the space that's already there, the void. Because when you're holding space, what is that? That's mental, emotional. Absolutely, and that's what I'm doing. You're not. Hold- that is a good yeah. takeaway. That that'll get rid of your headaches. Because we don't hold space physically, right? We hold space mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, psychically, which means on the soul level. That means we're micromanaging energetically. And what our headache mm. is com- congealed energy. Just like inflammation is congealed energy. So we want to get that flowing. So you might, what you can do is just even envision what he's doing or saying or what you're doing. Take a breath, see that picture, and then just feel the energy mm. flow. Just let the energy flow. Take a deep breath in, and as you release, release into space. See and mm-hmm. visualize and feel space. Feel the flow. Yeah. You can't micromanage it. That's your big, you know, that's your, you know, that's your great gift, but we have to know when yeah. to just not hold. Yeah, to take the psychic, you need to take your energy, your psychic space back. And he'll feel that on the inner plane. I've done this with people I've worked with. And they'll be like, oh, my God, she just called or called or it's texting now. And I'm like, yeah, we just did this process where you allowed space. Because mm. the, the universe works in polarity. Yeah, when we move towards something, it moves back. When we move forward, you know, or move back, it comes towards. Think of this. When you're talking with someone, let's say you're at a party, you're talking with someone, and they move towards you. What do you do? Okay. You move back, Right. Okay, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the energy, that's how we operate. So if we're always going towards something and pushing it and, and mm-hmm. micromanaging oh, yeah. it, whether it's mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. they move back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when we move, when we allow the space, and we don't want to, and I'm just saying this because that's the whole runner-chaser dynamic that we talk about in, you know, mm-hmm. twin flame kind of situations. So you don't want to 
you know, do it's not to do it out of manipulation, like, oh, they're running, so I'm going. It's like wholly right. just being where you are. Yeah. But it's Let a great go of the thing whole thing. Allow. We, yes, because Allow like that example things. I gave you is like when you are talking with someone, it, let's say in a group situation, a party or whatever, if someone's leaning too much in your psychic space, mm, yeah. you, like, you pull I back. You move back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move back, and and some people, con artists, know to do this because you can build rapport. You, it's called you know modeling. To when somebody naturally leans back, talking, a lot of people will instinctively move forward. You know, to mm-hmm. a degree, you don't want to come all the way too much. So think about physical space is also etheric or psychic space. So when you allow the space, you allow the void that is there. Mm-hmm. And, and the void is that's what the potential, the possibilities, that's the, the creation. creation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got it. You got mm, it. Michelle, my heart is opening. I can't wait to look oh, back I and just dive in more. Yeah, I, thank you, thank you. I'll call back yeah, with, some, Jamie. with some updates. Let us I'm ready know. to be free. Please do. Whew. And thank you for sharing. I feel like we all needed to have this conversation. I feel there was a reason the guest didn't call in, that this topic came up. It's so, And it's also about our us, us, not just with other people. We need to allow ourselves the space for our own unfolding mm-hmm. and not try to cram. And I know I'm guilty yeah. of that because sometimes when we know so much, and can do so much, we want to do it and know it and put mm-hmm. it out there, make it happen, put, be ready, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But then we got to go into the divine feminine of allowing the womb to appear. Think of it as a cosmic mm. womb. It has to, it's always there, but the unfolding is in the womb, and we can't micromanage that. It's like having a baby, it's in the womb. Science mm-hmm. doesn't know exactly what the hell is going on in there and how that happened. <laughs> you know, yeah, the ovum and the zygote, the sperm. We don't really know how that arm get there. How did that head appear? You know, so we yeah. don't know how it appears, right? We don't know. So that, that's kind of what we all need to start moving into is that cosmic space of the becoming mm-hmm. and just I what I do a lot of times is I I envision it and I feel it, especially if I've been pushing a lot. And I'll take a breath in, and as I breathe out, I literally feel space. I'll even put my arms out sometimes and just and feel the space and then go, okay, something's happening in the space. I don't know what it is. I don't meant to control it. Something's growing, brewing that's best for me, mm. you know, and I just allow it. And then I'm like, and it relaxes me. I'm like, okay, mm. something's happening, but I don't know what it is. But my higher self does, you know. Oh, please call back. Let us know, Jamie. This is so beautiful. And you have such beautiful energy. You're so gifted. Mm. Mm. You just got to redirect that energy inside mm-hmm. the knowledge. <laughs> this is like the, my, it really is like a rebirth. So thank you yeah. for your magnificent. You're very, very welcome. Big hug. Big, big, big You big too. Hug. Okay. Aho. Aho. Oh, my God, you guys, beautiful, love you all, love you all. Oh, my God, I love this. I guess we needed to have this conversation because it's so powerful right now. Really, really. It's so powerful because it, it just shows 
what we're doing and where we're going and how important this inner work is from a full light place, not a place of judgment. Even we can judge. I get there too. I'm like, oh, God, why didn't I do this sooner or why didn't I know this or why didn't I? One thing that I, my little mantra I say is, of course, because how I was raised or what I grew up knowing or how I was conditioned, of course I would think this or of course I would do this decision. But now I'm changing it. Because you guys, we're not the same person we were a year ago, five years ago, and certainly 20, 30, 10, 15 years ago or in our childhood. You know, we've been conditioning, not just from our parents and and care, you know, and our, our siblings or caretakers, but from society, from the game itself, the game on earth. If you look at it, we've had the same relating pattern on this earth plane since ancient times. If you go back, you can read about it in books. You can read it on the inter- Internet. You get documentaries, Netflix, Amazon, cable, movies, books, biblical times, written, you know, been the same pattern and i don't care if people talk oh patriarchy i studied women's studies women's religions ancient cultures i studied the matriarchy when we had the matriarchy which we had matriarchy before we had patriarchy the women were not much better than the men especially because women were able to give birth and bled and didn't die that's huge power the men were servants so we've had this power over being over under power the dominator invader the victim you know abuse you know we've had that patterning whether it's by brute force which was the patriarchy by brute force i'm stronger i can have to protect you you know and then how that morphed into control through money you know freemasons women were not allowed but there was a time where their women were allowed and the men had to do the grunt work. I read it. I studied it. I read it in the textbooks. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy hell. <laughs> um, you know, and the power, you know, again, it's the subservient. It's the power over and underpowered, feeling underpowered and overpowered. It's, it's the bully. And so we have it within us. We do it to ourselves. We've done it to each other. It, it's it's the master slave. We've had slavery since the beginning of time, Egyptian time, all times. If you look, slavery is nothing new. It has nothing to do with, you know, race um, or one particular race. It's been through all cultures. As soon as we recognize that and open up to that and go, it's a pattern. It's not about you individually. It's not about me. It's not about your skin color. It's not about your hair. It's not about your height. It's not about your religion. It's the pattern, how it manifests through. This is what Pluto and Capricorn is about, and Pluto and Aquarius will be about. It's about this pattern that manifests through systems, cultures, groups, organizations, family systems, society. It's about how this pattern has been systemically encoded, embedded. And as soon as we realize it's about the pattern, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the pattern, then we can all lighten up 
and we can help each other get through the pattern, the pattern that is not just an individual pattern, it's a group pattern, it's a systemic pattern. And that's when we get in that Pluto Aquarius, the patterning is coming up more and more and more. So starting next year, we've had glimpses of it with Pluto and Capricorn. But we all haven't seen anything yet because Aquarius is going to, and when Pluto's in Aquarius, it's going to be connecting to the individual, the individual aspects of life and how we live within the system. And how is the system, the condition response pattern in systems affecting us? But remember, we're not our patterning. We're not our patterns. And if you see patterns that you have that you're like, oh, my God, that's so horrible, that's not conscious, that's this, why did I do it? It's so self-set, whatever you want to term it. Bring it back and go, hmm, I was conditioned for this. I learned this from not just my parents or people around me or my school, but society from Earth. Now I'm changing the pattern. We're all changing the pattern. We're re-patterning. And that's a big part of the soul alignment and the ascension process of getting out of the extremes of the polarity plane is we're changing the pattern. I love you all so much, and I am just thank you so much for everybody being here, whoever was in the chat, whoever called in, whoever listened by phone, listened by computer, if you're listening in the replays. Um, all I ask, I got some asks. Let's do it. I ask you, please subscribe to Awakenings with Michelle Mache on YouTube, Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube. Leave a five-star appreciation review or whatever you want to call it um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you rate Spotify because you know, I haven't put much attention to Spotify. Five stars, greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to dance more, connect more, understand more, share more, empower yourself and others more, you can join me on Soul Awakening um, with Michelle Mache on Patreon. But if you don't do any of that, I still love you, and I'm so glad that you're here. Big hug. Have a beautiful Pisces super blue moon. Have an amazing, inspired, loving rest of the week. See you next week. I will be here, and I hope you will also. I'm getting woke Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you woke?